Welcome to You're the Boss, a mantra for anyone who's ever had to face their own fears, struggles, and even failures. Join host Larry Roberts for a deep dive into overcoming limiting beliefs and identifying where our pasts can shape us rather than define us to build a lifestyle and business filled with passion and purposeful leadership. Now your host, Larry Roberts. With over 35 years of experience coaching thousands of people, Teresa Easler is the communication expert who provides the guidance, methodologies, and tools you need to make a difference in your confidence and public speaking abilities. Teresa has a gift for helping people step into who they are authentically and communicate from a place of passion, which enables them to reach their goals and then some. She supports you to communicate from the best of who you are in order to inspire others. In other words, real communication and not just data exchange. Teresa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate being here. This is a great opportunity to talk about, uh, you know, again, truly, this is one of my favorite topics, and it's communication. Yeah. Many times we struggle. I mean, people struggle in all aspects of their lives when it comes to effectively communicating, whether yeah. that's communicating with vendors for their business or whether it's communicating if you're employed to your employer, your direct report manager. I know before I branched out and started doing podcasting full time, there may have been some communication issues between me and my last manager, as a matter of fact. But, you know, it extends to our personal lives as well with our relationships, our, our wives and our partners. What have you learned in your 35 years of experience that we could learn along the way here today? Well, the biggest thing, and it's, and it's one of those things that is a little bit of a duh kind of thing, but if it, for there to be real communication means that the focus of the communication is on the other person and not on ourselves. And that is easier said than done because we are built, we're wired to be the center of our own universe. And I mean, that's just how we're not good, not bad. We're just wired that way. But that doesn't work when you're trying to communicate with somebody in order because they're wired the same way. Sure. Right. So anybody you're communicating with is wired that they're the center of the universe. Now, if you are communicating, if you are having a conversation, whatever that form of communication is, if you stay as the center of the universe, nothing's going to happen. Nothing will happen. You will not get results. The only way that you're going to get results is by getting out of your universe and joining whoever you're communicating with in their universe. You know, I think my wife would wholeheartedly agree with you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Some, somehow we've made it 20 plus years, but uh, a lot of that time I was revolving around myself and my own universe. And, yeah. you know, I had to adapt in order to make that make the relationship work, of course. And yeah. so many times we struggle to do that. Yeah. What are some of the ways that we can look at ourselves and go, hey, you know, Larry, this isn't all about you. 
this is about them. Are there listening skills that we need to adapt to? Are there certain perspectives that we need to shift? Help me understand that more. The first thing is to really see things through somebody else's eyes. Like put yourself in their shoes. Be willing to um, give up your own point of view, to join them in understanding their point of view. How, where are they coming from? How are they seeing this? How are they thinking? This is true whether you're speaking to your spouse or whether you're speaking to your vendors or your direct reports or to your manager or your board of directors. It doesn't matter. And that shifting is like, how are they seeing this? How, what are, what's their experience? What is, you know, how are emotionally, what is, what's going on with them? The more that you can develop that empathy for them and the ability to shift and put yourself in their shoes, the better it's going to go for you. And one other thing about this, by you stepping into their universe doesn't mean that you've now compromised what it is that you want to accomplish. So we, we sometimes think it's like, okay, I'll just give in and forget about what's important to me. That's not what it is at all. It is actually being connected to them, being focused on them and supporting them and achieving what's important to them. And it's by doing that, that you actually accomplish what it is that you want. I think it's interesting that your points that you're making here, they're extremely relevant to the times that we're living in. We're we're living in a very polarized country right now here in the U S and there doesn't seem to be any or very little empathy from opposing perspectives or opposing points of view. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard sometimes. Well, it definitely is because everybody is the parties that are out there. And I'm not talking political parties per se, but there's two sides to every coin. And especially now dealing with with COVID and everything that's happening around us, uh, there are definitely camps that are very set in their ways, whether they're maskers or non-maskers or vaxxers and non-vaxxers or whatever it may be. And there's no communication. There's just constant battle. No one's trying to hear the other one's point of view. The universe is, as you pointed out, revolving around each individual and their each individual deep-seated, rooted, emotional attachment to their perspective on the situation. Yeah. Where has the communication broke down in that regard? What are some lessons we can learn from not communicating effectively that has put us in this position that we're in today? Well, one of the things you brought up earlier was about, are there listening things? Well, listening is a big piece of it. And most often when, when we're listening or in a, a pretending to listen, what we're, we're typically doing is we're impatiently waiting for when we can interject the next thing we want to say. Well, let me interrupt you there because I'm just kidding. Not really. So. <laughs> But that, but that's is like, let me, you know, let me get my point in here because it's more valid than what you're saying. And I'm actually not going to pay attention. Instead, 
Instead, it's, it, there are some simple things that can be done. And that is asking, one question is, could you explain what you mean by that? Could you tell me more about what you mean? And so that you're asking, you're asking for understanding. Now, oftentimes when we ask questions of somebody else, we're not asking to understand, but we're asking to prove that they don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) Right? It seems like communication has turned more into debate than communication. It's, it's, there's, there's very little communication going on. But there are definitely uh, competitions to see who can either prove their point or negate the other point. Because, I mean, let's be honest, especially these days, there's really no convincing each other of uh, opposing viewpoints. Because the communication is broken down to such a level that it really is a a contest of debate. It's it's not a communication uh, exchange. Yeah. So it's, it's really seeking to understand, always seeking to understand, seeing, seeing what someone else is thinking. You don't have to agree with it. You really don't. And, and there are going to be times when it's really, really hard to do. Believe me, I'm not exempt. I'm no different than anybody else. I run into the same issues that everybody does where I think somebody is like, what on earth are they thinking? How do they possibly think that? (laughs) I mean, I have that same experience myself and I have to constantly interrupt it. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. And, and it's, it's gaining that muscle strength of interrupting that to then go in and say, please help me understand this. What is it? What is, tell me how you're thinking this. What is it that you're, what, you know, how did you come to that conclusion? I really would like to know instead of how come you're such an idiot thinking about that? Prove that, prove that thesis, right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, it, it sounds like effective communication requires a, a combination of skill sets, not yeah. just an ability to form words or make valid points using sentence structure and, and, and empirical data, as you reference in your description uh, or as in, in your bio there. Um, but what are some of the other skill sets or even mindsets that we need to consider when we're communicating? Well, I'm I'm glad you said mindset, because I think that that's where it all begins. And mindset is, uh, to me, the important mindset is that none of us has arrived as a great communicator. We haven't gotten there. (laughs) It It is absolutely a journey, and it's a journey that requires work. You know, it's, it's, it's not only a craft. It's a way of being, and the craft of it is actually easier to learn than the being piece of it. And so you can you can make sure that you are doing all of the right things. And it still means it still means that you have to keep expanding how you are interacting. Are you being true to yourself? Are you being authentic? Are you putting on the mask of who you think you should be in order to do certain things, right? Are you you subject to the shoulds? 
So mindset is that willingness to engage in the work of developing ourselves, our skills and, and our way of being, that's, that's an important piece of it. If there's not a willingness, you will, as an individual, the person will never advance past a certain mediocre level, truthfully. Mediocre as far as being able to effectively communicate or get their point across or understand others. Help me understand that mediocrity there. Mediocre would be, would be, you could, you'll be adequate. You'll be able to get certain results, probably unpredictably, but you'll get, you'll be able to get decent results you will have some moments of good communication. You will find your life full of lots of communication issues in all aspects, your work, your social life, your uh, personal relationships. They'll, those uh, monsters will rear their ugly heads often. So, but it's, you know what? It's, it is a choice and it is a mindset. Do I want to get better at this? Do I want to improve or am is good enough good enough and that's it others you know i'm i'm one like this is a track this is my life's work and so i'm constantly looking at how do i get better what am i am you know is there something i have to shift about myself and how I'm interacting and you know the painful one is is it I have more examples than I would like to even think about, but where I really screwed it up, <laughs> where I was like, oh, I wish I could, I wish I could rewind and not do it the way I did it, and those things, and and it's at facing facing those failures, and going, okay, what did I learn? How do I do that differently? What what were the insights and our brains, when we do those things, our brains are permanently altered and, and we make those choices. So that's, that's about our mindset. Well, that's interesting because I, I was wondering, how do we evaluate our, our communication? How do we not? I mean, we obviously know when something goes bad, <laughs> yeah. that makes itself known. It's like, okay, that did not go according to yeah, plan. Yeah, that wasn't how I planned it. <laughs> but Oftentimes when we have effective communication and we successfully have a conversation or a negotiation, there, there's really nothing there that goes, or even registers that goes, Oh, that went well. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. granted there are, if we go in for a, a, a job interview or something along those lines, or we're, we're trying to sell something and we close the deal, then that's empirical evidence that the communication was at least somewhat effective. But outside of that, you know, we do have that tendency to lock on to the things that we don't do quite so well. Yes. What are some of the, what's some evidence uh, of effective communication that we can look for in our day-to-day interactions? Well, one of, one of the things, and this is, this is such a, I, I don't know why I find it so astounding even to this day, but one of the big things is most people are very unclear about what outcome they want from their communication. All right, what result do you want? (laughs) And it's like, whoa. And then it gets really fuzzy. 
It gets very nonspecific. And so, so if you don't know what you want to have happen, chances are there, it's not going to happen. True. <laughs> but oftentimes we get in, involved in these discussions or even debates, especially in an online forum. And yes. I mean, I think that's probably the worst form of quote unquote communication oh, that exists. Yeah. You know, what's the point of arguing with someone on the internet? <laughs> it's not right. going to end well for anybody. <laughs> right. So what do we do in those situations when we, how do we, how do we look and we go, okay, this is the outcome that I'm wanting to achieve. We go back to mindset, I'm sure. But knowing yeah. that well, outcome. All, all these things fit together. So. Sure. Sure. It, it, I mean, it's almost like a communication puzzle. It, it truly is. It's all the pieces work together. And when they're, and, and they're, if you could have a puzzle that was, four dimensional. That's really what it is. <laughs> Cause they, it's not, it's not like, Oh, okay. It all locks in. It's all good. It's then, and then you've got the next, well, what about this level of it? And what about this level about this? It's multi-dimensional at the same time. But with that, a couple of things, one is being really clear about what the outcome is. So if you're, if you're going in for a job interview for example, you know, you, you're just like, I, I want this job. I want to be offered this job. And, and the first thing is, is that the appropriate thing at that moment? It's a first interview. Are they going to offer you the job on the spot? Probably not. So maybe what the outcome is for that first interview is to be invited to the next level of interview, right? So, most often, here's the other thing is, is that we don't ask for what we want. Okay. We're unwilling to say what it is and make a request for what it is that we want. And so when we want this, we want whatever this outcome is, but we get really nervous about asking for what we want. And so when we're in a position, this is even true for salespeople. This is a thing that's so ironic to me. People who ask for things for a living. You know, I have coached, I don't even know how many hundreds of salespeople, but people who do this for a living and I'll say, so what's your ask? And we're like, well, I want them to give me their business. It's like, okay, so how do they do that? What's the first step? What, what specifically are they going to do? Are they going to, I mean, are they just going to sign over six, seven figure contract with you after they've just met you? Is that going to happen? Well, no, we've got to provide them with samples and we have to set up the meeting with the CF. I said, those are the things you're asking for. You're not asking for necessarily the ultimate result that you want. That might not be appropriate. You're dating right now. You're not going to ask them to get married yet. <laughs> right? I don't know. So, I knew my so, wife two weeks and I said, hey, let's get married. She's like, okay, did cool. You? <laughs> did, you, did you really? Yeah, for real. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> we, we went on one date and we're like, eh, I think this is going to work out. We, we actually ended up getting married six months later. And now no kidding. Uh, we just celebrated our 20th anniversary back in August. So it worked out. See, I don't have to talk to you about this. You're even better at it than I am. 
you know, it, it maybe maybe in that realm. And I, I got to tell you, maybe we should have done a little more communicating up front because those first few years were a little rough. A yeah, little I'm rough. sure. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right, you know, and, and I think so many entrepreneurs struggle in that arena with asking. Yes. Uh, a lot of times they, they want the business so much that they're so tentative to ask because, well, we're, we're afraid of, of getting rejected. That, that right. fear of rejection overcomes our ability to even effectively communicate. Then if we right. do make that ask, if we do say, hey, I'd love to earn your business somehow, we tend to undervalue as well because, once again, we don't communicate our value to the right. buyer. Uh, right. I, there's so many different mindsets there that come into play with, with limiting self-beliefs. And, and I mean, we can go on and on and on about why oh, certain gosh. individuals don't make that ask, but that's so critical to communicating throughout the entire process is right. having the audacity to ask. And, and it's, and they ask, I think one of the, one of, and Ben, back to what you're saying about mindset, I think one of the mindsets that trips us up is that, that one, we're worried they're not going to say yes. But I think one of the things that I hear over and over again is, is people don't want to seem too salesy. They don't want to be high pressure. And it feels like if they ask specifically, it feels like they're doing this hard sell. And, and that is not at all what I'm suggesting. When you've done a good job, when you have made your case, for, your, for what it is that you're sharing with people, positioned it in a way that it reflects their, you know, their world so it's relevant to them, then your ask becomes a service to if what you heard makes sense. Right. Because they're doing it for themselves. This is how you continue to get value. And you give them, and that becomes your ask rather than, you know, taking the hammer and beating them over the head with it. You know, that's, that's not very effective. It might be short term sometimes, but long term, it's like as soon as somebody can get out of it, they get out of it, right? I've seen sales from a variety of perspectives over the years. In my early 20s, I sold cars. And I mean, back in the 90s, selling cars was, well, even in the 80s, 80s and 90s, selling cars was, it was a ton of fun, <laughs> but you're going to come into some really hardcore closing techniques and yes. hardcore selling techniques that are yes. definitely not effective today. Uh, but it, it, it's funny when you sit back and you think about the evolution of sales and, and communicating in sales. And in all honesty, I mean, we're, we're selling all the time. So all we do. Yeah, that, uh, every day we're selling everything. Yeah. If I want to go see a movie, I have to sell my wife on the fact that, you know, yes, it's a superhero movie. But guess what? There's a love story, too. You're probably going to love that part of it. So come on, let's go. We'll have a great time. You can have your favorite drink, whatever. I'm sitting here and selling. And there's going to be popcorn. <laughs> exactly. All the butter you want on the popcorn. We can drown it yeah. in butter. That's great. Whatever you want, honey. Just come on. So you're making that sale. And yeah. it, 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 it's, it's that way with everything that we do and communicating at that level is something that we, I, I think a lot of times we're better at it than maybe we even give ourselves credit for. Yes. Do you see that yeah. often? I think, yes, we are way better at it. We lose our confidence in it and we make it more complicated than it needs to be. 
And, and one of the things that I've seen over and over again is, is that some of the, some of the things that trip us up is how complex we make our communication. Just say what you say, what you mean. (laughs) No, we can't do that. That's way too easy. (laughs) I know. I know. But we think that that's like, that's insufficient. It's not enough. It's going to, you know, do it the wrong way. And if you go, go back to really seeing things from somebody else's point of view, it makes it easier to just speak plainly, say what you say, what you're thinking, you know, and do it and do it in a way that you're empathetic and understanding who that other person is. Well, and that's the toughest part, though, is, is putting ourselves in that position of the other individual while we're trying to make yeah. that sale. Because we're so sold on what we want to do and what our perspective is and what our beliefs are that we, we have that difficult time transitioning to understanding or even being empathetic to the individual that you're talking to. And that's where that mind shift comes into play. And, you know, even in those situations, I'm, I'm, I get really passionate about things. I get like, I get really excited about things as you can probably tell. And I often will have to let people know in advance, like, listen, just to let you know, I'm very forceful because I'm so passionate and please don't, you know, don't get put off by that. And just let me know if it's like, like tone it down, Teresa, we've had, you know, like take it down to, you know, a couple of notches. If I even say that ahead of time, it's like, I'm, I'm just going to forewarn you that this is like, I get caught up in it and I get excited about it. And if it's, if you feel like you're getting blown over by it, I just, please let me know. I'll, I'll do everything I can to self-manage and sometimes I'm not very good at that. So please be supportive of that. My wife likes to tell me to close the curtains. It's, it's over. Show's over. Close the curtains, Larry. Bring them together. Come on. So. That's great. That's a yeah, great it, thing. It, it, it wasn't great, great when she told me the first time as we, I was in the middle of putting on a quote unquote performance. And she was not in the mood for it at all. And we're, we're out in public and she goes, dude, just close the curtains. And it was a rough night at the Roberts residence that evening. So, <laughs> but yes. today it's hilarious and it's very effective. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's really good that when you can have some, when you get a little bit of that distance and you can have some different perspectives and, and that's, and that's what I was saying is like, you have those times where, where you go and you step back and it's like, oh yeah, put that correction in. And that's, you know, I think for all of us as communicators, the probably one of the most important skills, if you can call it a skill, one of the most important skills to develop is our observational skills. So our observational skills of others, paying attention to them. How are they responding to you? Because if you're off, like that's part of me and getting passionate. If I'm off in my own little world, getting excited about what I'm excited about, and I'm not paying attention to them, that's not going to do me any good. So that, that observational skill of others, but more importantly, self-observation noticing yourself. It's like, oh, I went too far. I should have closed the curtain. 
note to self, you know, next time pay attention to this. And then, and then all you do is you keep putting that correction in. So along with that, of those, that self-observation, and here's the part that gets really hard about it, is doing it without judgment. So instead of like, once again, I did this. Oh, I am such a loser. Like we do that kind of stuff to ourselves. And that doesn't support us continually putting the corrections in and gaining more and more mastery in our communication. And it's about making the mistakes, putting the corrections in, from the observing, putting the correction in and doing better the next time, making the next mistake. It won't be the same one. It'll be a different flavor of it. Learning again, you know, putting the correction and doing that over and over and over and over again. But if you keep judging yourself every time you have a misstep, why would you even want to get out of bed in the morning? Sure. <laughs> like, like, and I, I think I for a lot of people, this. they don't, you know, because I know. It, it, it gets difficult. And especially going, going back to the communicating online. I mean, that can oh. be such a, a destructive behavior. And it can yeah. have such a negative impact on us, not just as communicators, but as individuals. And yeah. it makes it super, super tough. But I think if we frame it in the fa- in, in the way you were talking earlier, in that it's an evolutionary process, we're growing yes. and we're improving each and every day. There is yes. no arrival point to effective communication. Communication styles change, individual personalities adapt and change and evolve, and everything around us is constantly shifting. And as that, we have to shift and adapt as communicators as well. And not only that, but we, we as individuals learn. We know more than we did before. You know, think, think about yourself 20 years ago. And, and I do what, every day. What, <laughs> yeah, I know, but <laughs> well, that's different. But, oh, okay. <laughs> but think about what you knew 20 years ago. Yeah. Right. And it was real. It was like, you knew this stuff. I did. I think about, you know, that many years ago. And I think I knew stuff and I look back and I go, I had like a sliver of any of that. And so I can only think that whatever I know now is a fraction of what I'm going to know 10 years from now or even tomorrow. Right. So that's where I think one of the most important things is we really, we don't grant ourselves a lot of grace. No. If we don't grant ourselves a lot of grace, it's very hard to grant others much grace. And so I think, I think it's really important for us to, to be much kinder to ourselves, not, not, not like pretending what's not real, but be kind to ourselves and be generous and recognize where, where you want to make improvements, where improvements are needed, where there's development that's necessary. And if you do that and you keep developing, you, you keep moving yourself along that, that trajectory of getting more and more mastery over who you are as a human being, but specifically in your communication. It all works together. Wow, Teresa, this has been uh, 
It's it's been a difficult conversation since my camera won't participate for some reason today. I don't I don't know what's going on there, but I, I thought you were very effective in your communication throughout all the distractions oh, from good. from me continuing Phew. to lock up. So I did it on purpose. It was a test actually to see if you it was can a actually, test. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously. Oh, it was it was a great conversation, and you brought a lot to the table as far as ways that we can at least be aware of what we're doing when we're communicating back and forth, and maybe some of the ways that we can improve our communication just by simply being empathetic and listening yeah. and listening to others around us. Where can people find out more about you and some of the services that you offer? Well, our website, connect to the core, spelled out dot com. And, and also, and on social. So all the social connect to the core on social because we post very regularly. I do lots and lots of communication tips, just like quick things. And, and one of the things, and I mentioned it earlier is we have a scorecard. It's like my 35, almost 40 years of doing this, but you know, a long time of working with and observing and coaching and having the privilege of, of being around masterful communicators. And what is it that they do? There's a consistency about it. And it comes down to, I've identified nine characteristics that, that really break down communication. We have a scorecard so people can see how, how they are on, on each of those characteristics. It's a self-assessment, but they can download it from our website or they can get it on any of our social media sites too. So Perfect. I know I, for one, am going to download it and take that self-assessment and see where I rank. You know, I, I, yeah. Might, yeah, I might have a little big head when it comes to effective communication. So we're going to put ourselves in check and go through your, go through your go quiz. Go through there. it and so, see where, yeah. how you feel. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. So thank you yeah. one more time for joining me here. I really, really appreciate it. It was a great combo. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody. Thank you once again for listening to You're the Boss. And remember, that's a fact. You are the boss. So take control today. Take a look at how maybe you can improve your communication. I know, as we said before, it's a constant process. We're all looking to grow. We're all looking to learn. And we're all ex looking to expand our reach and our brand and our personality in our communication techniques. So check it out. So, hey, everybody, if you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And I look forward to bringing you new and inspiring content each and every week. Until next time, thanks for listening. You've just listened to You're the Boss with Larry Roberts. Join us for our next episode where we help you achieve your goals and live your absolute best life. Be sure to subscribe, connect, and share. Until next time, remember, you're the boss.